it's like you really got to put in trust when it comes to filmmakings, right? Filmmaking, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. If you don't trust like who you're working with, like even just say if the prof doesn't trust you, then you're gonna make some sort of like Frankenstein cut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If, if yeah. you go in, if you go into like a film project without some kind of like true sense of vision, one that's not been like compromised by like so many different sources and so many different things, then it's like, yeah, like as you said, like a, like a Frankenstein cut, like, it's like, yeah, this is the film we made, I guess. It's not what I wanted, but you know, it, we made it. It's here. It's like, you know, yeah, exactly. I went to film school, the podcast about film school and life after film school. I'm your host, Zach Gladstone, here with my co-host, Moss. What's up, Zach? How's it going? It's fine. Life's going. Uh, it's, writing. It's going. I'm alive. Like, I'm doing things. Hey, you I'm, know what? Being alive and doing things, that's pretty good. Overall. Right? I guess, honestly, you know. <laughs> eh, yeah, it's got its, it's got its problems, but... Uh, yeah. I'm pretty excited about today's guest, Zach. I don't know about yeah? you. Yeah, who but... is he, Moss? Do tell. Yeah, so today we got Ian, one of like my best friends from York, from like the the classic days of uh, of chatting in our kind of like in the shared film classes that we had to take together. He's he's always been one of the sharpest and funniest guys who I met. Also, easily got the best taste. He uh he started what, I'm he's just, your friend like, well, well yeah <laughs> no but <laughs> but you know uh because he well it's not just because he's my friend but because he likes a lot of the same movies that i like so that means he has good taste it's all, <laughs> all right no, yeah. but but he loves like bergman movies <laughs> he loves like art house cinema and uh, but he also loves a lot of genre stuff too he's just got a great palette and he's got a great creative uh great 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 creative sensibility to him um yeah great. and I'm just glad that uh, you know, and he's been through a lot. He's got quite the quite the story to examine too. So uh, we, we finally got him on. I've been trying to get him on for so long, and finally the day. We've been trying to hunt down this son of a bitch <laughs> for, for a year and a bit. We've been <laughs> tracking him down for this whole time, and now we finally got him right on yeah. our, right on our heels. Yeah, so okay. it's gonna go well. I'm excited. So yeah, I like, mean, yeah, the first question is just what was your film experience, your film school experience like overall? But if you want to start from the beginning, like see chronological storytelling, mom, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, you can just tell us like you said you got into York by accident or on accident. What What do you mean? Like, um, it was my it was when I applied to York, it was actually my second year in Canada. I was studying tourism and hospitality management at uh, this university in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Okay, where and are you I was from in, originally then? For just so uh, listeners, no. Yeah, I was born in this southern province in mainland China, unfortunately. Um, it's the closest province to Hong Kong and Guangdong province. And uh, I came to Canada in August 2012. And I, I, was, I, I was living in for Nova Scotia back then. I left there for two years before I came to Toronto. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, I have well, so you said you were Nova Scotia. Sorry. I just was going really? to Really? Where? Yeah, in Cape Breton. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I've heard so oh, wow. much about. Oh, you know Maritimers? 
Oh yes, no, Holy my dad's shit. side of the family, right? Basically, no the Trailer Park Boys. Anyway, um, oh, I love the Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> I don't know how to speak people words. <laughs> it's amazing how, like, I heard someone say, like, that's what Canadians sound like to Americans. They either sound like stereotypical, like, like hokey doke, like, oh, oh, hey, oh, there's a moose over here. Yeah. Yeah. Trailer yeah. Park Boys. Uh-huh. That's it. <laughs> like, get your friends close, but get your fam and enemy. Okay, wait. A toaster you, or something? Yeah. So you said you were at a you said you were yeah. at university in Halifax uh, for sorry studying tourism or yeah yeah. Okay, so then how did you, how did you wind up at York? Um, I was supposed to I was supposed to go to I was supposed to transfer to Dalhousie and study theater there, but I guess it just it wasn't right for me, and my cousin suggested I apply to York, and we. Well, basically, she looked up a bunch of film schools in Canada. But back then, I didn't have any kind of like visual arts or like visual portfolio in general. So I was like, okay, York has this screenwriting program and (laughs) a short film or like a photography series. It's not required. So I'm just going to write a script. I'm just going to submit a pilot that I wrote back, like I, I submitted a pilot that I wrote back then. It was pretty cringy, but somehow I got in. <laughs> I got into an interview, and um, and yeah, and I was on the after win- interview. I was on the wait list, and somehow I just like got in. So I was actually a screenwriting major in my first year, and in second year I transferred to production. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that I remember. <laughs> Yeah, not, I remember Latasha saw me and she's like, traitor. <laughs> <laughs> you abandon us. Yeah, the lucky 13. Okay, I, I so, remember back then, like, oh, people just, like, disappeared from the screenwriting program, like Tedry or Eli. <laughs> remember that, Zach? They just, Eli, like, was that the guy with the Muppets tattoos? I don't remember, but like people just like maybe that's someone else. I might be thinking of someone else. I don't want to like go down those. There was a guy with Muppet tattoos, and he wasn't okay. Um, and and we're fine. I, I, we're fine. Like name dropping, right? Because I you just can like name, name drop. Yeah, name okay. Drop. And like worst comes to worst, if we say really horrible stuff about someone, we'll like beep the names. Or by we, I mean Moss will beep the names. Out. <laughs> with Looney cool, cool, Tunes cool, sound cool. effects, by the way. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I love it. Uh, okay, wait. So what was your so okay? So you transfer. So why did you transfer? You transferred to production, right? Uh huh. So why did you want to transfer? Why did you want to ditch screenwriting? Not that I blame you, but I'm, just genu- I'm curious <laughs> what your motivations were. Oh, that's, I mean, I guess that was my original plan. I wanted to get in first with the script and just transferred in my second year. I wanted to direct. I wanted to, you know, make films, <laughs> even though I, I like writing them. But yeah. yeah. I don't blame you at quality. all. Because, yeah, when you're... Again, I think we've this on the podcast like a million times, and for our regular listeners, they're probably sick of hearing this. But at York University, if you're in screenwriting, you're like barred from taking any production courses after first year, and uh, it sucks. I, I would have, mm-hmm. I, I like almost wish I had transferred to production because it would have been nice to like take some editing courses or sound courses, or at least have more of an opportunity to be more involved in like student films beyond like begging production students to direct your scripts. Yeah, Which exactly. And I, yeah, and I was going to get to this. It's it was so shitty because um, I applied during the strike and I had I had the production interview with Lawrence and another prof when I was working in BC, but they didn't tell me 
I got in until like two weeks into September. I mean, two weeks yeah. into the new academic year. And I was like, I was taking screenwriting courses and, and I had to email them multiple times. I was like, uh, guys, so, um, did I get in or, and, yeah, and one right. of the office assistants was like, oh yeah, yeah. Just go to your classes. You got in. I was like, what? <laughs> That's like two weeks into all That's- these courses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that happened. We had someone, we had Ophelia on. I don't know oh, if yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. same thing basically happened to her when she like, well, because she, she wanted to transfer from CMS to production, but she also applied to like other university production courses. And I think she applied, I think it was Concordia. But yeah. because mm-hmm. like York didn't tell her till like two weeks before school started, she was like, I already accepted this other offer. I'm going there. Like, it's oh, like, thanks, God. I guess. Because, yeah, York, like, drags their... Apparently, York drags their feet when it comes to telling people, at least in this case, like, when they've transferred programs. Yeah, the program's administri- administration is the worst. Oof. But I'll get yeah. to that later. Yeah, well, we <laughs> I'm ready. So, so like, yeah, the, so, so what was your... So, again, so when you started production, what was the experience like? In, did you enjoy your time at York as a production student? Like, um, I gotta say, it was pretty disappointing in general. Mostly because really? of some of yeah, uh, mostly because of some of the pros, and I thought they were just racist and close-minded. But back then, I didn't know that's like what they were really. Mm. Um, I was, well, honestly, I, I I didn't like I s- still struggle with verbal English when I got into York. So that was like 2014, and I got into production in 2015. And I get nervous speaking in public, but some profs just like constantly cut me off in the middle of the sentence and didn't care if I had something more to say. And like, I always, I was always just like left there in the middle of my sentence. I like, didn't like, like lost, like my train of thought just like lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember plenty of the York professors, uh, from what I heard, at least in production and from what I got to experience a little bit later on, getting to know them more in, uh, in the graduate program there, I think mm. that like, maybe, maybe some of them mean well, but I don't even think all of them mean well. Like I don't even <laughs> think all their intentions are like, yeah. And also another thing, um, I found that reality was insanely different from my expectations because I thought I would be able to talk about like older films or foreign cinema with my peers. <laughs> but apparently there were people who avoided watching black and white films and there were people who just want to, who were like, yeah, I just want to make movies, but I just don't want to, you know, I don't give shit about educating myself on cinema at all. And mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I was just like, I was like baffled. I was like, then why are you here? <laughs> I, I think I've, I think I've shared this story like a million times on this podcast, but like at one point at an end of a new waves of cinema lecture where we had watched, I think Viva Savi, uh, the Godard mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. um, I was talking to uh, the TA at the end of class and there was one other student in the back of the room still there. And the TA mm-hmm. gestured to them like, what did you think about this movie? And this is like a film studies course, not even production. Like this is oh, just no. purely film studies. <laughs> this person said, oh, I can't watch black and white movies. Uh, uh, and I, was, I was just like, wait, okay, okay, hold on. Hold on a second. But, but you're here. <laughs> You're in new waves of cinema. Most of the movies on the syllabus are black and white. How, was he how like you... a? Do you know if the student was like a film major or was he just yeah. someone taking a bird? They course? were actually in their fourth year. Uh, yeah. Why? I know. I know. Amazing. It was. It was like a mo- the, the the TA I was with was just dumbfounded. The, 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 poor, yeah. Yeah. poor woman. Anyway, yeah. Well, see, speaking of TAs, 
I love them. Because <laughs> they they were like they were so chill. I remember and your Cody production courses, TA. Uh, no, it, it's a. Uh, it was like the modernity. Cody Lang class, yeah. Cody Lang, Cody Lang was daddy. I'm, huh. I'm just gonna okay. put it out there. Cody Lang was daddy. I remember first time we <laughs> met, he was just asking us like, "So guys, uh, what was the last film that you saw?" And I was like, "Everyone was like, like um, they they were seeing more recent films." And I was like, uh, I watched Laura last night. And immediately, Cody Lang was like, oh, Laura, uh, from 1944 by Otto Preminger or whatever. I was like, oh, I gasped. I was like, yes. Yes, daddy. <laughs> and and it was like, it was, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Like, is it appropriate or? <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's fine. Go ahead. No, it is totally uh, I fine. I was like, yeah. And I was like, I was thrilled because this this guy has actually like um like he he knows he knows what I'm talking about and he actually like he takes the time to talk to me like after class or like before class. You know? And uh, and there was, was also that? was that the modernity course? Yeah modernity technology or oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Cinema modernity yeah. and technology. That's what it was. <sighs> yeah. I, oh, I love that uh, class honestly. <laughs> yeah no no I I um Cody Lang and a few other TAs in that class were were especially amazing. Apparently, Cody Lang taught a class afterwards called Cinema and Realism or like Magical Realism. No way. And, huh. Yeah, and I missed it. I was so mad that I didn't get to take it. And there was other like PhDs and MAs who I knew who like just sat in on the lectures because apparently mm-hmm. Cody was just so good to listen to. And like mm-hmm. all of his classes were such treats. I'm like, no. Was Cody the, was Cody the TA who wound up teaching the comedy cinema course, or is that the other TA from? No, that's Cam. That's Cam. Cam, sorry, from, that's Cam. Uh, I just practice. remember there another were two white guys with funny hair. Oh my god, social Cam. practice! Uh, another one social of my practice. favorite. <laughs> another one of our favorite things, like conversation topics <laughs> that we've beaten to death on this podcast, but I will oh, never yeah. get tired of talking about it at the same time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And also, there was uh, there was also another TA that I really liked. It was uh, fourteen hundred. Like the intro, intro to film art, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember her name, but I didn't. I think I did one of my papers on long take, like long takes in cinema, basically. And I was really nervous. And like I said, I struggled with I struggled with the language back then. <laughs> and I was I was really really nervous during my presentation. And uh, but after, afterwards, she was like, "Oh yeah, actually, long takes. That's my master thesis at York." <laughs> I, I was like. Was so I just like embarrassed myself in front of you <laughs> for like fifteen minutes? <laughs> but she she was really nice. She was actually like like um like uh after after class she was actually talking about like all these long takes that she likes, mm. and she was like, oh yeah, you use some really good examples, and you have uh, you got all these great points you know, about long takes in cinema, like not uh, not just like cinema in general but i i, I don't know but yeah it, it was great T, tas were great <laughs> i i do have to say one thing before we we can go on to another big interview question but i was gonna say yeah, yeah like that's the one thing that's quite surprising about uh like pretty much most university experiences is that sure like you know some profs are great some are mixed bags mm-hmm. but it seems that most like 
PhD and master's students who teach courses, like since they're also still kind of students, I feel like they generally tend to have like a higher empathy and like higher, I don't know, cognitive awareness of their like role as a teacher and like, yeah, exactly. like teaching. Zach, don't laugh at me using cognitive awareness. <laughs> That's a real word. It's not just Sorry. big jargon. I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I liked it. You, you I, should be used to me laughing at you using I, big words by now. I know, I know. But um, yeah, sorry. But yeah, great point. I love I love the PhDs. Just tell yourself you made a great point there, bud. <laughs> I was talking to Ian's uh, point, but like Okay, sorry. No, no, I, I love I love I love roasting moss. I like I was <laughs> I was getting so ready to roast thing, moss. And then you and then like yeah, and then you, you said this whole thing, you were interrupted, and then as your like conclusion thing, you were just like, Yeah, good point. I'm like, all right. <laughs> These are hard times, but <laughs> Yeah. We all need to be there for ourselves, I guess, right, Moss? Believe so they're drinking from your first. magic bullet cup. <laughs> yeah. I guess you work out, bro. Because <laughs> you drove somewhere today, huh? That was your big excuse for not sending us this Zoom link until like 10 Yeah, got just got to get my protein shake, you know, my second protein shake of the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But anyway. So, Ian, do you have like any positive experiences from film school in terms of like not necessarily maybe with interaction from the profs, but like are there are you proud of any like films you made there? Was there anything like positive you have to say about your experience from film school that you might like look back on fondly or not? Mm. <laughs> um I would say one, the biggest positive outcome from film school is that I got to meet people who I'm, whom I now call family. No, we, we, we still, um, even though like during my last year at York, I, I was working at this, what's the job title called? I was working at a devising office as a student ambassador and mentor. And I met right. all, yeah. And I met all these like, amazing first years and later they even became friends like ibrahim celine and yeah well, I, I still talk to them not not just like catching up but you know deep talks deep conversations with them and i really i really like how our like our friendship progressed through the years um, that's, yeah like, again like a lot of like what we say like on the like a lot of guests in the past in this podcast and like what we continue to say is that like the main reason to go to film school is just for connect connections networking and like mm-hmm. to find like because because again filmmaking is all about it's just like i think filmmaking is one of the most collaborative art forms out there if not the most uh yeah that's up for debate i guess but uh again it's like good to meet like fucking people you can work with and actually want to work with and like <laughs> like hanging out with it helps yeah and and also just like good like good genuine connections with people just in general like good friendships right like yeah that's friends a really big part of it you know friends are good friends, yeah there yeah, you go man sometimes fucking, you get friends yeah. like Zach but you know other times you get good friends you get like <laughs> oh sometimes you, you get a Zach sometimes you, you get a Moss you gotta you know balance yeah Moss yeah. uh um, what was I gonna say um. But like, okay, are you proud of any films you made like while at York? Because I remember seeing one of your films. Wasn't one of your alt films featured at Cinesiege? And for our listeners who don't know, Cinesiege is the equivalent. Is like, I guess like I don't know what York would call. They call them like their like it's like mini Oscars, but for like student films made at York, where they feature a bunch and some are nominated for like awards. And but you wasn't you one of your alternative your experimental films you made featured at Tennessee's Ian or am I thinking am I gonna embarrass myself by thinking something? <laughs> no, no, that's right, that's right. Um, that's my thesis project. Um, I've oh my gosh, such a long what story. Was it Can called? I uh, existence? 
Right. Yes. I remember seeing yeah. that. I remember enjoying that. Oh, thank you. Like, was, I, I like, vividly remember seeing that at Cinesiege at my in the fourth. Well, I was, I was my fourth or fourth year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fourth year. I mean, it's probably going to be short. Uh, it, but the film was also an accident. <laughs> because, okay. yeah. So. Um, I don't know if you guys have talked about it, but apparently from second year to third year, we production students, they have the options to go through this whole interview process if they want to go into fiction. Yeah. And they need to apply if they want to get into a fiction alternative or document or documentary, they need to submit their their pitch. And for fiction, you need to get you need to go go yeah, through this go. interview pro process with a prof. <laughs> Wait, then I have, sorry, I have a quick question because you know how like you could go into like because like going into third year, you could either specialize in like fiction directing, alternative directing, or doc directing. Yeah. Were there interviews for the doc or uh, alternative filmmaking courses? No, no, it, no. It's simply just like submit your pitch and they go through it and they and they know. just decide based on paper. They don't decide based on a face to face meeting. No. Um, okay. So, uh, All right. Sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, so it was the end of second year, and back then I had seen so many your films about immigrants who struggle with like language or cultural barrier. Like, don't don't get me wrong, their approach and feelings are still valid, but I desperately wanted a fresh take on this. Um, let's say subgenre. Mm. Um, the script I submitted was a horror drama, and it's about a man. Oh God. <laughs> it's about this a man suddenly finds his best friend's daughter able to speak fluent Cantonese and he suspects that she's possessed by a spirit of someone from his past and it's it's obvious like this man is Chinese and his best friend is white <laughs> um, so I was like oh yeah this, this is like totally different horror take this like psycho- psychological horror that um, like as far as I know um, many immigrants and we first gen immigrants have gone through but i just haven't seen that on the big screen that much especially at york um but at the interview um the prof the prof first asked me what my name was and her first reaction was oh the horror story and i was like "Uh oh (laughs) um but I was like, okay, fair. Then I began to talk about my plans, um, like uh, the schedule and the budget and like the visions, you know. And I cited a bunch of stuff as my inspiration, such as Bergman and the ending of La Dolce Vita. And yes. I know, Moss, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just like visual, like visually, I, I wanted to go for black and white minimalism. But I just like I I, I could kind of tell that she she was like she wasn't listening. <laughs> um, I, I know it's hard to tell, but I, she she was just like zoning out or something until I said definitely was knowing this prof and I know exactly who you're talking about. And I almost yeah Ian like I, I I barely even met her, but I guarantee you she was probably zoning out and being shitty. Yeah, I, I was and she, she was like eating. I was like okay. I just like I I just poured my heart out and she was like sitting there like zoning out. Anyway. And she didn't react to what I had said much until I said, well, the dialogue will be partially in Cantonese because that's my first language. And her eyes just like fucking lit up. (laughs) Her eyes just like lit up as if she had just found this like token Asian. 
<laughs> she immediately asked, like, oh, you weren't born here? <laughs> I, so I explained, like, no, I moved to Canada almost four years ago, and I lived in Nova Scotia for two years prior to coming to York. And I tried to get us, and I, I also tried to get us back to discussing my script and the class and everything. But she just kept asking, like, huh, so where were you born? And I was like, mm. uh, okay, in a southern province in mainland China, right above Hong Kong. Like, okay, I get it. She's trying to get to know me. And no one's like, get, it's like standard process for profs to get to, like, getting to know a student, right? But once again, I try to, I try shifting our focus back to the class in my script. <laughs> Even though I was having bad feelings about this whole interview after questions. And she continued to ask, so um, what's your favorite Chinese director? And I just went, uh, what? I just told you about my favorite director. <laughs> so I was like, I was like uh, what? And I was like, I, well, to be honest, I don't identify with Chinese cinema in general. So I don't have a favorite Chinese director. Then she was like, um, and what's your favorite Chinese film? And at that point, my, my, my head was like going listening. blank. Uh, yeah, I, I, at my point, my, my head was going blind. I was like, I, I said, um, I was, I, I guess I was never the biggest fan of Chinese cinema, of Chinese cinema, although I do love certain aspects of Hong Kong cinema. And, uh, and then I, I was going to list it as still just like indie filmmakers in Hong Kong back then. But I, I was like, oh, fuck, why, why am I, like, why do I even bother? Like, she's not going to, like, she's not going to, like, know them or anything. <laughs> and, and, like, I was so angry and confused as she kept on asking questions that just seemed unrelated and nonsensical. <laughs> like, did she not hear what I, what I said in the beginning of the interview? Or did she just not care? Like, I felt so f- fucking frustrated. Um, like... Personally, I grew up with a rather complex cultural identity, yet everything that I had been and everything that I was becoming was reduced to my birthplace because like this person I didn't even know wanted that wanted it that way. And it was just like so fucking surreal, you know? And that's another thing about film school. Um like the profs, they always say, you know, write about what you know, but how do they know what a student knows if they don't fucking care to listen? <laughs> Mm. Oh my god, I'm swearing yeah. a lot. I'm swearing no, no, a lot. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, if they assume what a student knows, then they're basically assuming that they know this individual more than they know themselves. Um, mm. And you know, and like the process just made me think: like you, you're not, you're not telling me what what works and what doesn't in my script like all all you're saying just like yeah are you comfortable with like throw throw away a whole script and start fresh and i was like um what's wrong with it like you gotta tell me like we can change because that's like that's such a um like i said that's such a fresh take on the Im- immigrant subgenre at least i think so i don't know um <laughs> i've never even heard that, that 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 story concept before of like someone just being like suddenly being able to speak like that a language and that kind of being taken to like a a horror styling I, that's pretty i've never i i that's pretty interesting yeah i i mean one day i still want to get it made <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you should it, yeah um 
Okay, so for this, how did this tur- <laughs> so how did this eventually turn into you making existence? Right, right. Um, sorry, just wondering. Sorry, I, I, can can I roast Moss really quick? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So like, I I I don't think like I don't think a lot of people get the emotional weight that I've had like throughout this whole interview. Okay, just just imagine this, like Moss, like someone says this to you, like, "Whoa, Moss, Igloo is one of your favorite films." No, that's not how that works. You gotta stick with white boy cinema. Go watch Pulp Fiction or something. Go watch Tarantino. You know what I mean? Yeah, has to be Tarantino or Scorsese. Oh, man, like... that would... Yeah, like. <laughs> but oh, um. But anyway, uh, existence. So um. So I was like, I think I was, I was also like in the middle of the sentence before this prof like just like cut me off and was like, yeah, we're done here, and. After after that, after that, I was like, okay, I still have alt, right? <laughs> but I got an email saying like, yeah, they put you on the wait list. I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> I I spent like a month and a half doing research on this topic. Like, I really, I I I, I was feeling really confident in this concept, and I got an email like this, and I emailed. Um, one of the office assistants, I was like, uh, so what's going on with this? <laughs> and I still remember her name. Oh, she was such a nice person. And I, she was like, oh yeah, uh, this prof, the same prof, no, the same fiction prof. In the email, she, um, she said like, oh yeah, this prof has blocked your request to enroll in alt. Even though, even though, even in though. In alt or we, fiction? In alt. Oh my god! Because oh. because she was see I I looked it up because she was the what's it called? She was the production coordinator back then for the program, mm. and I was like, wait, what? She she not she she doesn't even teach the class, and I know for a fact that she wait they, so they, Teresa this prof the <laughs> yeah for fiction we can just I don't care if we're naming her like, yeah yeah, she's yeah. Been, like yeah let's, named in worse okay. she's been named in much worse context than what we're talking about <laughs> uh-huh. um, like petitions yeah, um, of some sort so she blocked you you from being able to enroll in the third year alternative film directing class. Yes. And I was like, okay. you, you don't even teach the class while you're doing this just because you didn't like me. And I, I know for a fact that they have extra spots in the class. That's, that's what I was told like three extra spots or whatever. Mm. And uh, so that suddenly just like that totally felt personal. And she's literally going against the purpose of filmmaking and created like, and she was like creating unnecessary obstacles and boundaries for like filmmakers who try to find their voice. Mm. But um, oh my god, there's more. I'm sorry, there's more. So I was like, I'm just, I'm just gonna. So I was like, I'm just gonna fucking email the chair of the department. So I emailed um, I emailed Ali, and we set up a meeting. Um, sorry, I'm burping. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, we we set up a meeting, and I went there. I waited for thirty minutes, and I was just like, "Hmm, it's not showing up. Interesting." <laughs> so I, I waited for thirty minutes, but then, but then Lauren, she's the office assistant. Um, um Lauren just like she came to me. She was like, "Oh yeah, uh, he's not gonna show up. So you can just you know, you you can just go home and show up in alt." I was like, what? <laughs> I was about to discuss like more than this. <laughs> I, I was about to discuss um, like about this whole thing with Teresa, this whole thing about like 
you know, your administration and whatever. But the the chair just like not show up and ditch me <laughs> at our meeting. I was like, oh, okay. So I went home. Uh, I just I, I sh- showed up in alt, and the prof Chris, he was like, uh, so Ian, are, are you are you still gonna make what you proposed back then, back in uh, April? I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm not gonna do the same film. I'm gonna make a film that breaks all the rules. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. Um. So <laughs> sorry. Just let me remember something. It was like it was fucking phenomenal. Our conversation. Um. I, I was like, yeah, I'm a big. I, I'm gonna break all the rules. Um. You know how in screenwriting they tell you like show don't tell. Mm. I'm just gonna like fuck it for this film. Yes. I'm gonna tell don't show. <laughs> I'm just gonna you know use like long takes but like a really heavy narrative from like voiceover narrative from my own letters and also i'm uh in sound design we were taught that um never use silence because that's just strange imagine in the middle of the film there's like silence like absolute silence it's just basically like an error in audio editing. But I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to put 10 seconds of silence in the middle of my film. <laughs> and it somehow worked. <laughs> and um, I, also put, I also put on this like the weirdest aspect ratio. I, I remember after finish line, it was uh, Siddharth or, or Sam. Like well, anyway, one of them came to me and it was like, so what's the deal with the aspect ratio? I have never seen anything like that before. I was like, that's the point. <laughs> I cropped the shit out of everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's how I got to make my thesis. A wild story. Oh. Can, I, uh, can I ask really quick, um, that when you're talking about aspect ratio, one of the other things that I remember quite a bit about existence was uh, the way that you handled subtitles. And how mm-hmm. like, you you if correct me if I'm wrong, but you intentionally made the subtitles a little bit kind of blended in with um, the shots because it reminded you of how it was like to read kind of like old. Could you expand on that? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, like for some scenes, like for all the black and white scenes, um, the subtitles they just kind of blend in. Because <laughs> I remember, I remember going to TIFF. Like even. When I was a kid growing up, like when I watched older films and especially at TIFF, you know, those 35 or 60 millimeter prints, they're like old as fuck. <laughs> and sometimes you just like, have, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, you just like, you, you can't quite read the subtitles, but you can, you're, you're also enjoying it. <laughs> you're just like, oh, this is like part of the experience. So I was, so I just like really, wanted to put that in my film even though it wasn't um it wasn't shown on film but i yeah as a as a cinephile i just wanted to <laughs> i just oh my god i'm such a douchebag just like saying that as a cinephile i just wanted to show the audience like that kind of experience and i i love that people like you and my profs like they immediately got it and even though there were also people who were like, mm, the subtitles are kind of hard to read. Are you sure? Oh. And I said, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> did you, so did you like the prof for the alt directing course? Oh yeah. He's fantastic. Uh, he's like, uh, what was his name? I don't know. I don't think I ever, I probably never met him. Uh, Chris Gaiman. Hmm. Yeah. I think he was, uh, 
wait, what's the other one? Yeah, the other one. The other one, the other one is Phil Hoffman, but he wasn't teaching that year. So uh, Chris just like okay. stepped up. Yeah, he taught us throughout the entire year. And um, I remember after our first class, I set up a meeting. I just like I walked him through this new concept that I wanted to do, and he was like, "Oh, okay, you you have everything figured out. I just do it. <laughs> just start shooting." <laughs> Yeah, he, he was pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. See, like That's it's the trust. Hear. Yeah, he, he really put all the trust in me. And yeah, uh, I think I I also heard this in another podcast, like in another in another episode from your podcast. It's like you really got to put in trust when it comes to filmmakings, right? Filmmaking, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. If you don't trust, like who you're working with, like even just say. If the prof doesn't trust you, then you're gonna make some sort of like Frankenstein cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If, if yeah. you go in, if you go into like a film project without some kind of like true sense of vision, one that's not been like compromised by like so many different sources and so many different things, then it's like, yeah, like as you said, like a like a Frankenstein cut. Like it's like, yeah, this is the film we made. I guess it's not what I wanted, but you know, it, we made it. It's here. It's like, you yeah, exactly. Bad. Exactly. And also, yes. And also I'm just going to talk about trust a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, when we assembled our rough cuts in alt, um, the score for like a sequence, like, uh, um, one of the s- film sequences, one of the color sequences in my film, I used a very, I used a very sad, almost like electronic, score but chris was like mm, you know i i'm not sure about this are you sure like what about jazz a little you know a little upbeat but still sad i was like no no no, <laughs> chris it's too jazz it's too um it, it it just doesn't have the right tone so i was like trust me let's just like let, let me finish the entire cut like let, let me come up with a fine cut and and, and we'll see I put together like the fine cut came out and we screened our fine cuts in class. And I was like, I, I remember, I remember the first fine cut of my, of my film. It, it came out and it was just like silence in the room <laughs> for like a few seconds. I was like, okay. Oh shit. But I guess they enjoyed it. <laughs> And Chris was like, "Oh yeah, that that was really great. Uh, everything worked together really well." And yeah, and you really like a professor really needs to put trust in their students' projects. Like constructive constructive criticism is still like it's still appreciated, but just don't be a dick. If <laughs> if simply it, let's just say, yeah, I don't I don't like this approach simply because I don't know about it or it's not my thing. So you, you, you're not supposed to use it. You know what I mean? Like, that's just like, I, I feel like that's a no-no in filmmaking. It's not, not in filmmaking, just like in fine arts in general. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. Like if you think about it, like it's not, especially in the role of a teacher teaching art, like not just, you know, like math or science where there's like a very distinct method here. It's like they're, the point of art is that the method comes from like the, the artists themselves. Like th- there's not mm-hmm. a distinct, like rigid process to it. So it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, be open to, to new things. But then the, the, the complete opposite happens where you get into film schools or, you know, I'm sure this happens in other kinds of art schools too, 
where you just get props who are like, uh, no, you're not doing it exactly how I like it. So it's bad. And you're like, what? what? That makes no sense. How did we get here? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Crazy processes. These, these Um, schools, what do they know? Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to talk talk about something in screenwriting, but do we have time? Or do you guys want to move yeah, on? Yeah, we do. Keep going. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, keep going, please. Um, so in second year, um, we have this like screenwriting class for production students only. And this prof, Colleen, oh, fuck. <laughs> so it was the second semester. And she, uh, one, I, I remember her asking a question like, um, so what do you guys want to learn? Like what kind of script? Um, you guys want to learn about it, it in this class. I, I mean, I get it. It was like um, a five, I mean, a 9 a.m. class. Like everyone was so fucking dead. Like people people just like started not going to this class. I, I mean, I get it. So no one said anything. But I was like, um, I recently reread the scripts of Chinatown and the Before Trilogy and Lost in Translation. I mean, I, uh, I just want to know why they're not like they're not tra- i guess traditional three act scripts but I, I i still love to learn about them and the prof was like mm, no we're not gonna no no we're not gonna do it because they break all the rules so it's like uh yeah that's the point we gotta learn about how they break all the rules and how uh, we're gonna learn about the rules right and she's like, she did not answer. <laughs> she was like, okay, let's move on. I was like, what? <laughs> did that just happen? Uh, like you asked, you, you asked for like stuff that we want to learn, but you're not going to go through with it. I was like, okay. It's like, okay. And then what do you want to learn? Here's an idea. No, not that idea. Uh, anyone else? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like, and and also, I think it was the second assignment. Um, we need, we, we were asked to submit like three story ideas or whatever. And okay. I, I just found like back then, I, I just found that I should, did, I, I thought every time I thought that, wow, this is an insanely good idea. I mean, it, it, it was probably decent, but maybe not like that good, but it was decent, but it, like the profs just like, especially that prof, like she just did, did not like any of my ideas. So for once, I was like, fuck, I'm just going to shit post in this assignment. I'm just going to write the cheesiest idea, like basically from a Hallmark movie. And so I put that down. Like I, I, I didn't plagiarize or anything. I just like, hmm, this is like totally a Christmas movie or whatever. This is like a standard Hollywood um, movie. <laughs> <laughs> I got my assignment back and it was like fucking A plus or something. She was like she was like she was like, wow, this is conflict. This is drama. This is how we should write drama. I was like, that's a Hallmark movie. <laughs> it's a spec script for Hallmark. <laughs> I was like, that I like I I mean I have been slowly losing hope. <laughs> but I guess like that was like one of the moments that I went, oh fuck, I'm not going anywhere. Like <laughs> my screenwriting endeavor is not going anywhere. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is conflict. I'm, I'm glad you're doing this. Like, wow, this is amazing. <sighs> anyway, that to me, that's that is disturbing. 
That's that's like a that's like a nightmare that you you wake up because you get an A plus from a trope filled like Hallmark <laughs> yeah, exactly. script. You get you're like oh you know what this, this problem I'll just whatever I don't care at this point. They give you like the highest mark. You're just like no, this was the opposite of what I wanted. That's <laughs> exactly yeah. I remember complaining this to Cat. I was like, uh, Cat, why is this happening? And Cat was like, Yeah, they they were just like, Yep. <laughs> that happens. Huh? Like, see, like people are not even surprised anymore. That's also another disturbing no. thing. <laughs> yeah, fuck me, man. By, by the yeah. way, also uh, in your um in your short film existence, um, was there any person in this podcast who played a body underneath a cloak at any point, or or was that, or is that just me? Remember? No, 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 no. Okay. No, you know, you're totally hallucinating. Right? <laughs> yeah, kidding. yeah. Yeah. See, um, I, I guess that I, that was the first time we truly hung out, right, Moss? Yeah. Like I, I, so, Moss, you were in it. Yeah. You were in it. Is this what? This, what just to what? be clear. No, no. I, all I know is that there's a there's a body underneath a cloak in one scene, and I mean, you know, that could be. And you were, yeah, and you were, you were the hand model. When it was the old you, man's turn, yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Do you have existence up anywhere, like on YouTube or Vimeo or something? Can we? Like, it, it was on my website. Them? Yeah, it was on my website. Sweet. Okay, we can, can you send us that, and we yeah, can we'll put, put that in the notes, notes to the podcast? Wait, wait, seriously? <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, yes, sure. Uh, I mean, it requires a passcode, but I'll I send you guys like the info and everything. Right on, right on. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I just see. I just love that. It's like. A random dude just like comes along and plays this, I don't know, this doppelganger of this like sad old man who walks into his own funeral. <laughs> so yeah, that was Moss. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just love that. I know people coming together, like people you don't even know, mm-hmm. and you get to know them this way. Right. But literally mm. all you had to say to me was like, hey, I love Bergman movies. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, this is kind of <laughs> like, uh, you know, this movie Wild Strawberries. You ever heard of it? And I was just like, ra- I was like clinging to you like a like a freaking uh, one of those fish that clings onto a shark. Like I was just <laughs> yeah. like, I like you. You like Bergman? Oh, man, we're working together. Bergman. Yeah, good stuff. Oh, God. Another, another. And like, it's just, oh, fuck. Okay. Like, when, so. Yeah. This we morning. are almost out of time. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I have one more question. So like, where are you now? Uh, like, are you still, are you still filmmaking? What are you doing these days, Ian? Cause Moss hangs out with you regularly, but we don't. Oh, we actually don't hang we, out. We don't even hang Moss, out. Regularly. We don't hang out that more. Wow. I Moss. Know. I know. Last time, last time we hung out, it was, uh, I was actually at his tutorial and I enjoyed it. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. And that was also the day WH show announced that COVID-19 was like this global emergency. Yeah. Um, good times. Like, what, uh, March 2020? Yeah. No, it was January 22nd. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Wow. And you even remember huh. the day of the tutorial? Yeah, photographic came? memory, baby. Oh my gosh. But yeah. Uh, anyway, we don't hang out that often. <laughs> but also, yeah, we don't hang out. Right now, yeah. Where where are you now? What are you working? Are you working in film? Are you not working in film? I, I no. it's it's hard to explain. Um, I work at a bookstore. Ooh, I work at in, I work at Indigo, the Eaton okay. Center location. It's actually one? one of my the Eaton, the Eaton Center. Center. Yeah, the Eaton Center okay. location. It's actually my dream job. Like one of my dream jobs growing up. Because is it a good job? Is it like what's it like? Do you like working there? I like always applying. Oh to yeah, oh jobs. yeah. I, 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 was I, I love retail, it. But oh well, it's retail. But I work as a, I work in 
what do you call it? Like overnight operation. Uh, okay. So, like, so like, I get, stuff? I get to, yeah. But see, it's not like simply stock stuff. Like I get to, um, I, I get to open boxes. So it's like fresh new books. <laughs> I get to go through them. Cool. So like, so like from time to time, I'm just like, oh, this book. I didn't, I didn't know they are putting out like a new edition, or like so. But also we have products downstairs, right? And I also work merch. So uh, I get to put up products in a visually pleasant way. Yeah, no, <laughs> so I hear it, you. It, 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 Yeah, so it's kind of also like production design, which I enjoy. Hmm. And yeah, working overnight, um, I don't have to deal with like a annoying customers, even though I love talking to people. But, yeah, it's just like... What are your shifts <sighs> like? What are they like? What are they like 10 to uh, 6 or something? Or Yeah, exactly. Before the pandemic, it's like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And I just, I thought it was like poetic, you know, going into the mall while everyone's leaving and going back home while everyone's going to work. And you, you meet like all these interesting people on the subway. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, but, um, was like, oh, um, I mean, I, I would still like to be on set from time to time. Mm. I, I, I don't like maybe not. Like uh, I, I would, maybe, I would love to be on set right now. I miss being on set. I don't remember last. I, I, I last time I was on set, on a set, I was just a driver for some like. Uh, oh, it no. was a TV series. <laughs> it was honestly the equivalent of like if Hallmark made a TV series, but it was for some other more network. But they were shooting up in like uh, I think Newmarket, and I, it was just like a daily gig. It was just a daily thing I got where I was a driver, and it was funny because that was that was the day that like everything started shutting down for COVID. Like it was like a couple days. Mm-hmm. I remember while I was driving people, while I was driving some of the actors or some of the crew around, someone looked at their phones and they're like, "Oh, I guess schools are schools in Ontario are shutting down." <laughs> yeah, and, they, and then they, and then they like shut down the production like the day after or something, or like a Damn. couple days after. They were close. They were close to wrapping anyway, so I don't think they really cared. Damn, that's rough. Yeah, but yeah. I was gonna say that's another thing. Going to film school made me realize. Um, there was a difference between a career and a passion. Mm. And I, I mean, I still like to be on set. Maybe, um, I was just telling Moss about this before you came in. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually auditioning for a role in, um, oh, my yeah. friend's film. It, it's actually my coworker's film. Um, she's gonna, yeah, she's, um, she's directing like a coming of age short and they have this like douchebag character. I was like, whoa, a photography major, a big, like, he has like this big soft boy vibes. He owns like film cameras, um, just so we can talk to girls about it. I was like, okay, that's me. I love roasting myself. <laughs> I love self-deprecating <laughs> humor. Why not? I'm just going to go for it. Even though, like, I have very, very little acting experience, but I've been on set a lot. So I guess that also helps in a way. Mm. Um, but yeah, working in film, I guess it's just working in film, like, especially in, I, cause I used to work in sound a lot <laughs> and yeah. over time it just, it wasn't good for my mental health anymore. And I realized I need, I needed to take care of myself. So do you not plan to work in film? Do you plan to pursue film as a career or are you like, that uh, in uh, terms of like, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm done with, I think I'm done with film as a career, but I would still like to have that one said, or just like play a supporting, supporting character. Fair. Or whatever. Um, 
yeah, but um, since I left film school, I went to BC because immigration asked me to get a full time permanent job, <laughs> so I don't, so I wouldn't get deported. <laughs> hmm. And um, yeah, and during the past, I don't know, maybe four, four, three or four years, um, I picked up photography again. I picked up film photography again, and it went like it's been going surprisingly well. Because I earlier this year I was published in um, oh wow in a Canada-based Congrats. photo photo thank you in a Canada-based photo book and yeah and also I'm also submitting oh my god I don't want to jinx this <laughs> I'm also I'm also submitting two of my short stories to um, several literary magazines I want to oh, yeah. see what they are nice. like I said. Don't want to jinx it, but apparently, like I didn't know they were. I didn't know that they were actually pretty big in North America and Europe. <laughs> it's just well, like, like it was McSweeney? just. Like, I, I'm not gonna say it. Okay, <laughs> I'm yes. sorry. No, I'm trying to guess, uh, but it's okay. Uh, uh, um, uh, yeah, it's just like um, it, it was it was a suggestion from friends, and I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I guess I'll give it a try. Why not? <laughs> Hmm. yeah so that's I, great I, good I, for you man yeah thank you i still have some some things going on but nothing really related that much to film mm. but you but you're still like so creative like that's the beautiful thing like it doesn't matter like if it's film or not you have photography you have writing you have so many different avenues that you're really good at expressing yourself with so that's that's pretty commendable yeah oh thank you but yeah see see i i guess that's the thing about being an artist, like never limit yourself. Like just get out of your comfort zone. Mm, yeah. You know, be be open yeah. to many many other things. Like finding your voice is so fucking <laughs> rough. Yeah, but uh, yep. but yeah, I just find it's fun. But it's like not fun. It's like so much work <laughs> to find your voice. It's like oh, it's it's yeah. great. You'll you'll express yourself and all this. It's like no, shut up. It's hard. It's a lot of work. <laughs> So much effort. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but fine. I mean, you got to like, do it and it will help in the long run, but fucking Christ. It's like eating healthy. Nobody wants to eat healthy, but you, you, we also don't want to die. So I guess what choice do we have? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, fine. Just find whatever is the best for you, like in terms of expressing yourself. Yeah. Express yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Are you making Thank fun you of for me, Zach? <laughs> wow. I'm just remembering the I'm just remembering the commercials for I probably it was probably a bank or some crap. Uh, yeah, that, they, they they use that chorus of that song like just just the chorus for like so I know it's yeah. I know what banking. I don't I don't remember what the Thanks product for was stuck for in the my commercial. Head. Yeah, no, it's in my head again. God, I don't I don't even I think it was a bank commercial. It was something else. But regardless, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> Okay. It doesn't matter in the end, really. Maybe it was like Adidas or something. No. Well, as, as, as um, interesting as it is to, to, to speculate Discuss on commercial. Now it's, gonna, now, now it's going to bother me. Now it's going to bother me. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Ian. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no, it, it was it was amazing to have you. We I, I've been wanting to get you on the podcast forever. And... um you know, I was kind of waiting and waiting. Like it was like early 2020. I was like, I really want to get Ian on the podcast. And I was like, we'll wait until this pandemic's over. I thought it was going to be over in like four months or so. Like, yeah, we're all idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and then I was just like, oh my god, time and time. And then I was just, and then so you you were sharing new projects and work that you were doing with me, and I was just like, man. So I'm just so I'm so glad we finally were able to get you on. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Um, even though it's not in person, I don't we'll have, have a good mic on, like you promised. <laughs> wow. Even though wow. I have, I, I have both my, both of my doses for a week now, so I'm fully vaxxed. Hey, you're fully vaxxed. Nice. Lucky bastard. I'm like, yeah. my second dose. I've got my first dose. I'm trying to like get the second one. Yeah, no, yeah, it's now, now it'll be easier. They've like, yeah, honestly, if, if there's any um, walk-in clinics in your area, because that's how we do it. Hmm. Yeah, we we did it. I guess in in a school or something. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Um, I'm trying to currently get an appointment at the same place I yeah, got my same. first dose. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it, it's in like a it's in like a it's in like some kind of religious institution's gym area. I was just sitting in, I was like, <laughs> looking around, I was like, cool. <laughs> It's, yep. uh, yeah. So I, um, yeah, don't worry. I think we'll, we'll probably try and get you on again at some point in person. Like, yeah, because yeah, this is not the, honestly, the ideal. at this point with how many people are like getting their second, every time I go on fucking Instagram, like I see <laughs> my friends have gotten their second dose or some shit. And now apparently yeah. Ian has. So I, I imagine <laughs> we could probably start doing them in person again. Maybe yeah. that being said, so, yeah. I have like another guest in two weeks. Who's not going to be in person, but Hey, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I paid for the Zoom membership so that I we wouldn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe, yeah, I know, but you know what we also it. paid for, Moss? Yeah. We yeah. also paid for like really nice fucking mics. Yeah, so that's. That we didn't have to, <laughs> I don't have to use. Like everyone listening has to hear like my shitty distorted voice quality from my friggin' headset, <laughs> despite the fact like I've got like two nice Audio Technica mics in their boxes in the closet of my fucking. <laughs> Like I'm sorry, I'm like, and every because every time I try to set it up with my shitty Chromebook, like it does a, it doesn't even sound that good, and b, it like shuts my Chromebook down every now and then because my Chromebook can barely take. I'm sorry, I'm like ranting, but uh, no, no that's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. it's fun in person, and like our quality was like go back to li- go back and listen to like our first like fucking six or seven episodes. Oh yeah, I, I have yeah, I've listened to those. I think now. yeah, and yeah. it sounds a lot better. Sorry, yeah. I just okay. I remember yeah, actually. Wait. Fuck you. Sorry, like, and you go COVID. Yeah. Uh, wait, Sorry, yeah. Zach, did you mention any of your favorite films in the past episodes? I don't remember because I know what Moss. Like I look, I, I know um, your favorite, so I don't care my about two, you anymore. It's a, <laughs> my if we're gonna go out and talk about favorite movies, my top two favorites. And these are like really basic, like white boy movies. So don't. Tell me. <laughs> but the, my top two favorites are uh, Raiders and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Right. I mean, they. they I think I mentioned that in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I have other, like, obviously, I have, like, many more movies other than that that I, like, very much like. Um, I'm, like, looking at my, I have a bookshelf beside me with other movies that I like. I'm trying to think. I like The Long Goodbye. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, recent movies that I liked. Uh, Yeah, any recent things? You know, I just watched the two Quiet Place movies because, like, like cause so my girlfriend and I went to the drive-in movies uh, last oh, weekend, yeah? and we saw the new Quiet Place. And it's like it's pretty good. It's like really good. And I also, but before I had, when we got the tickets to see it, neither of us had seen the first one. So the night before, we like watched the first one. And like I gotta say, I know everyone rants about how much they love Quiet Place, and I yeah, I agree. <laughs> it was a good, good time, good, uh-huh. shit, good movie. Yeah, I, I love the sound design. I haven't seen the second one, but oh, the first one. I love the second the one's pretty one. good. It like picks off pretty much like exactly where the first one leaves off, like minutes later, mm-hmm. basically, like Incredibles two style. And oh. um, <laughs> did uh, you just compare them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, kids, kids today will watch this amazing movie with great sound yeah. design. The Quiet Place Part Two. Yeah, um, it was good. It was a, it was a fun movie. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying, anything anything I say is going to spoil shit that happens. But like, yeah, they do okay. more. They do more stuff with trying to not get not be hurt by giant aliens. <laughs> yeah. Before before you go, Ian, is there anything you want to plug of yours, like an Instagram page or a movie? Yeah, sure, or... Instagram. Okay, yeah. well, put, what's your Instagram handle, and we'll put it in the notes to the episode. Um, Whatever actually, called, I, I can you know? I, I can just like I can just send it and my website, and no, I can just send everything. Okay, great. Yeah, chat. yeah, I guess that's just easier. <laughs> Great, and we'll put it on the we'll put it in the episode notes. Yeah, sure. Oh, also, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure if it's Moss or you. Uh, Moss, you misspelled pretentious. Pretentious. That was me. I've already yeah. fixed it. <laughs> I actually, I, I actually Moss messaged texted him. me about that this morning. Yeah, I know. Great. Yeah. I, yeah. Be, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna check now. But I I up the second Moss texted me. I did change it. It always take when you change stuff like that. I notice it usually takes a couple hours to show up on the podcast feed. Yeah, because uh, I, I listened to, to podcast on changed. on Spotify. Sorry. So like it was on the big TV and then this <laughs> word pretentious. <laughs> I was like, something's wrong. <laughs> but I'm not yeah. <laughs> I by the way, I wanna say thank you for I remember you sent me some pictures of like you listening to the podcast on the TV and I was just like, Oh my god, this is real life. Like I was like, I never thought yeah, people actually listen to this thing. Like what? But yes, yeah. No, I I um yeah, very really appreciate it. And I think again, at some point, I want to do if we have you on again, um, unless we have more to talk about this time, we can do another kind of criterion collection top ten or some kind of like art cinema, art house. Oh yeah, like all time faves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Yeah, sounds good. I know you've just got like you you've got one of those like nice <laughs> lists of movies, you know. Like did, so okay, did you know the house that Jack built is one of my favorite movies of all time? Did the house, the <laughs> Lars von Trier, the new one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I yeah, have, I, I have, to... I have six pages of notes. Oh my god! What from that movie? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Somewhere. Okay. Somewhere. Okay. There's a lot we, we can do. do have to end the interview. Yeah, We're yeah, like over the hour. Yeah. 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 Somewhere ahead of the Sorry. No, no, no. Don't apologize, Ian. I'm just, I'm just too excited. Don't apologize. Yeah. No, no, no. You were great. Thank you again for coming on, Ian. We we really love you. Yeah. Oh, I love you guys too. I miss you guys. I miss you too. And we we will see each other again too. Well, hell, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, Ian. See ya. I went to film school. Is recorded in Toronto, Canada, and produced by Zach Gladstone and Anthony Moss.